Kinderlach, would you ever think you'd want to be a king? Yeah. Yeah, no? Uh, you think no? <laughs> I think most people would think, yeah, it looks so exciting. Well, well, to be a king, a lot of people want to be a king, but it's not so simple. It's a big job, big achrayis, a big responsibility. But, but really, we're all connected to Hashem, who is the king of all kings. And when we learn Torah, it's like we're called like the king, because we're singing over Hashem's words. We, we do a mitzvah. It's like we're connected to the king. We're like a king. But here's a story of a Jewish person who actually became the king of a whole country for one day. The story is called King for a Day. This king, his name was King Shaul. Not the King Shaul in Tanakh, the first king of all the Jewish people. This King Shaul was like over 2,000 years later. It was a little over over 400 years ago, this story. He was king, again, for one day in the country of Poland. So now, it sounds kind of like unbelievable. Wow, why would someone be king for one day? But this is a written down story they had passed down. And it was told over by his children. So it seems like it's a real, like it really happened like this. This is how it goes. There was someone, his name was Shaul. His family name used to be Katzenelenbeugen. And then later it became Val. Sometimes people change the name in the middle. Especially if they were connected to like the big government people. They sometimes wanted to pick a name that sounded easier for people in government. So he was born in the city of Padua in Italy in the year Shin, 5,300. Hey, Shin. And his father, the Shmuel Yudo Katsanelboigen, was the son of the famous Rav, the Maharam. So young Shaul, as a boy, is a very smart boy, and he learned brilliant, very, very well, learning Taita very well. And when he got older, his father sent him to the yeshiva of Rav Shlemish Shor in Brisk, which was considered one of the, the, the best yeshiva in all of Poland. That time, living in Poland, was one of the most important people in the, in the palace, was a very big person in the government. His name was Prince Radzivil. He was called a prince, but he wasn't the king's son. In fact, the king didn't have any children, you'll hear later. So he was a very close friend of the king, called king, his name was King Batori. He was actually the prime minister, second in command to the king. And he was the richest man in the whole entire Poland. So one day, he decided, you know, I'm so rich, I want to have more fun. I want to go make a trip. Not like a little trip to the park or to have a play, or have to go play somewhere. I want to make a trip around the world and go visit different countries, different lands and see, go have fun and see what people are like. So, but he doesn't take a trip regular, like a regular person. He wanted to go take a trip, oh, like, like him, like a rich, rich person does. So in order to make sure he gets to have the most fun and everything, he took with him a bunch of servants and slaves and some of his friends and also a nice big bag of money. So he brought a big bag of money, and he started to travel around and have a lot of fun, but he was having a little bit too much fun. And he was spending a little bit too much. Even for this rich person, him, for the bag of money he, he brought, he came somewhere, oh, let me spend money and have fun with this, have fun with that. And he started spending a little too fast. And he was going further, further away. And now he got to Italy, the city of Padua. And when he got there, he realized that, uh-oh, he spent too much money, 
And now there's like no money left in his bag, money he brought with him. And he didn't have any more money with him. So by then, he already had to send away all his servants because he couldn't pay for them and he couldn't buy food for them. He only left one servant with him. But now he felt he's very stuck. I have no, if I don't have any money left, wait, how do I, then how am I going to get back? How am I going to pay back for the travel back to Poland? And I can't even buy food and other things. Well, that's, wait a second, that's very bad. And he didn't really want to go tell people, oh, I don't have any money with me, because someone said, please give me money, because he was very embarrassed. Him, the richest person in Poland, doesn't have money with him? He was trying to think, what can I do? So he thought, you know what? Maybe I can go to the Rav, the Yiddish rabbi, the Jewish rabbi. They are very patient and very kind, and I'm sure he knows how to keep a secret. He won't tell anyone. Let me go ask him for help. So he sent his servant to go meet the Rav and ask him to help me. If we get, if, we, if I can meet him, have an appointment. So when the Rav heard that was Prince Radzivil, this big, the, the Prime Minister to the King of Poland, wants to see him, so he, he, he sent back a message. He told the servant he could come to my house, be my guest, I'll be very happy to have him. Sure, you can stay here, whatever he wants. In the meantime, the Rav arranged a big meal called a banquet to honor this prime minister. And he invited a lot of very important Jewish people from all to come. And the prince, this prince came, came to the banquet, and he was really enjoying. Wow, the Rav made this nice food and everything to honor me. Very nice. He was very happy. When he was very surprised, he heard the Rav say to his helper, the Shamish, go to the slave market and go buy me a slave. Okay? In those days, like nowadays, you go down the street and go to the store and you can buy a pot or a pan or a pair of pants or some food or some napkins, whatever you want to buy in the store. So, not usually not in, not, not most places you see, but you can also buy animals. Back then it was more common. So also in the market, you could buy people, you could buy slaves. And they treated their slaves just like an animal. We'll give you a food, go get to work. If you don't work, give them a big whack, go work. Do your job. And you can keep them tied up with chains like you like an animal. And if you didn't like your slave, you could kill him. And no one said a word. Okay, kill your slave, who cares? That's, that was a very, very not nice way to, to deal with slaves. They're people at the end of the day. You're not allowed to do that. The potato says you're not allowed to hurt people. You're not allowed to kill people. But that's, that's the way people acted then. So the Rav told the Shamish, go get me a slave. So before this whole meal started, the Rav told the Shamish's helper secretly what they're going to do because he wanted to teach the prince a lesson. Okay. So a little while later, the Shamish came back with a slave. And the Rav looked and said, okay, take him to the back room and put an end to his misery. Misery means like his sadness. You know, like a slave, like a, it's a poor life. You're sad, you're a slave, you're tied up. Go put an end to it. It, it usually means like, it sounds like he's saying go kill him. So he shouldn't be sad anymore. So go end his sadness. That's what it sounds like. So the Prince of Adsville is wondering, okay, interesting. Didn't say anything, kept on eating, okay. The Shamash came back and said, Rabbi, I, I carried out your orders. I did exactly what you said. Okay. Now go to the market and get me even a nicer and bigger slave than the first one that I've told his helper. Okay. 
Samash left, came back a little while later with another slave, a bigger, nicer slave. Now go to go to the do to the slave what you did to the first one. Okay? He went with a slave on the back, came back a few minutes later, and said, Rav, I did your orders. I did it. Okay. Now go get me another slave, even nicer. This happened a third time, came back, go to the same thing, a fourth one, a fifth one. I mean, this time, this, this prince, Radzivil, he couldn't hold himself back and said, um, uh, my good friend, uh, I can't help but wondering, why are you spending so much money on buying all these slaves if you're just going to kill them right away? If you're not going to have them work for you, I mean, what's the point of wasting money? I mean, uh, uh, unless it's true, what our galachim, what our priests say about Jews... They have the priests who make up stories about the Jews and say that Jews like to kill people and eat their blood and use it for matzahs. All these fake stories made up. So the Rav said, Aha, uh-huh. so you heard that Jews are Pashat murderers and we like to have hum- we like to drink blood of people? Do you believe that? The Rav asked his prince. So the prince was like very uncomfortable. I like, um, uh, and the Rav said, Come here, I want to show you something. He took him to the back room and he saw sitting there all these five slaves that he bought were sitting at a table and eating a nice meal and even their chains, the slaves had they were always tied up with the chains, even their chains were off. They were sitting like normal people eating a nice meal. Usually, people with their slaves, you keep them tied up, give them a little bit of food, here, eat it. And that was it. Here he had them sitting down like nice people, like regular people eating a nice meal. And they were happy. They were smiling. Wow, they didn't expect to be treated so nicely. So the Rav told them, said, Listen, I want you to see Prince Vadsville and realize that all those made-up stories, the blood libels is called, that our enemies make up, is fake. It's an embarrassment. It's ridiculous. Our Torah tells us we're not allowed to hurt not even an animal for no reason. Your mosquito can bite you, you ought to kill it. But an animal, you can't just go hurt animals, hurt things, and for sure not a person. And the Torah says, we are not allowed to have blood, not even of an animal. When we want to eat an animal that's kosher, and we shecht it in a way, we slaughter it in a way that doesn't have any pain, then we have to get rid of all the blood. We have to get all the blood out, we can't eat any blood. For sure not a person. If we're cooking, and an egg, there's a little bit of blood, we don't eat it. So besides for all that, our enemies, they make up the story, oh, Jews, yeah, they kill people and eat their blood, which is ridiculous. It's for sure not true. And you know how many Jewish people were murdered and tortured because of this fake made-up story? They're just trying to, with hatred, they just want to get us? Anybody normal with the right mind could see it's fake. It's not true. And just by the way, these here, these slaves, are a present for you, but I'm just going to ask you, please, treat them nicely like I treated them. Be nice to them. Not like people are so mean to their slaves. So this prince now, he was embarrassed, he was getting all red in the face and said, Rav, please forgive me if I dare suspect you even for a minute. So then Rav told them, listen, that's not important. What is important now is when you go home and you go to the palace in Poland, make sure that everyone should know all these stories they make about the Jews, that killing people for the blood is all fake. And you, the prince, will not allow anybody to do anything bad to try to hurt the Jewish people. So the prince said, Rabbi, I promise you with all my heart. And before he left, the Rav also gave him a bag of money so he could travel back. 
And the prince told the Rav, Rav, listen, you were so nice to me. You, you, you took care of me, and you gave me food, and you taught me a, a very important lesson I had to know, and you give me a loan now. How can I do you a favor back? Besides you're paying you back the money, I'll pay you back. How can I do you a favor back? So the Rav said, listen, I don't need a reward. I, you don't need to give me anything back. What you could do is make sure to make things better for Jews in Poland. Because again, in a lot of countries, they like to be mean to the Jewish people. Just make up any excuse. So make things better for Jews in Poland. And for paying back the money, my son, Shaul, he's there studying in Shiva. You can give it to him and he'll make sure it gets to me. So right now, I don't really need any favors from you. But if a time comes and one of us needs a favor, we'll, we'll talk to you. Don't worry about it. Okay. So the prince took down the... The address, the yeshiva, where Shol is, and he left, very happy. That was the first part of the story. The next part is what happens with Shol and how he be, ended up becoming king for a day. As soon as Prince Radzivil came home, he sent for Shol, and he gave him back the money that his father gave him alone. And he was speaking with the, you know, the Rav's son, Shol, and he was very impressed. He was very, wow, amazed how brilliant he was and how he behaved and the way he spoke. And he said, you know what? Do you want to work for me? To be my personal secretary, my sec- like second in command to me, and then be one in charge of all the riches I have, be my, my manager. So Shaul said, yeah, I'll do it. Because he realized this Prince Radzivil, he's the prime minister. He's like the second most powerful in all Poland. If I'll be his second in command, his helper, I can help make things better for Jews in Poland. And help a lot of people, poor people. That's sure. So he did it. And he did so well taking care of all this prince's business that, first of all, Shaul became a very rich man soon. And he made his boss, the prince, also even more rich than before. So now, this prince Vadsville, he would always be in the palace with all the big ministers in the, in the, in the, from the kingdom. And he would go in the palace, he would bring with him his helper, Shaul. So now, everybody got to meet and got to get to know Shaul. And everyone respected him for being very honest, being very talented, and also being a very proud Jew. People respect someone who is proud in what they are. Some respected him. Came the year tough, came the year Shin Memvav, 5,346 years after Shem created the world. When Shaul was 46 years old, the Polish king, Baturi, died. And all the Polish Ministers, the all called princes, came together to pick a new king because King Baturi didn't have any children. They're called princes. It doesn't mean the son of a king in, in this country. And the law in that in there in Poland was is that the new king has to be made the same exact day. You can't have one day without a king. So now, the day the king died, let's pick a new king quick. They're arguing, so who should be the new king? Maybe him? No, maybe me. Maybe him? Uh, and some people were saying, oh, we want him. No, we want him. They're all going back and forth. They're arguing. And they couldn't figure out. It was a long time arguing back and forth. And they're all getting nervous. That it's, it's, the day's almost finished. It's going to get dark soon. It was almost getting dark. And, and so all of a sudden, Prince Radzivil got up and said, my friends, listen. There's only a few minutes until the sun goes down. And we didn't pick a king yet. Not only will it be an embarrassment for us, but it's against the law of Poland. I have a suggestion for you, for everyone that you're all going to agree is a good one. I know of one person who we all respect. He will be the king just for a short amount of time 
until we can figure out who should be the next king. We can all, all of us here trust him. He's going to do the right thing. And he's not going to do anything wrong in the country. He'll take care of it until we pick the next king. And then we can slowly figure out who's our king. Not being rushed. And we can go to sleep tonight without being worried. They're asking, who is this one person we can all trust? And he points right next to him to show. And everyone looks and says, yeah, you're right. We all trust him. He's a good person. And they all scream, hooray, long live our king. When they have a new king, that's when they scream, long live our king. And they brought a royal crown. They put it on Shoal's head. And they put him on the royal throne. And they started blowing the royal trumpets. We have a new king. So the minig was, the custom was, whenever they get a new king, they bring all the royal books of the laws of the country in front of the king. And the king gets to look over the laws. And he gets to sign a new law or change a law. He gets to write what he wants in the in the rules of the country. So Shaul knew that he's not going to be a king for so long, just until they find a new king. So he right away made some decrees which would make things easier for the Jews in Poland because, again, a lot of these countries were very mean to the Jews. So he made a lot of rules. One of the rules he made is that if someone will murder a Jewish person, they're going to be punished as if they murdered a minister in the government. Because then... The, again, the, the guy didn't care so much. You murder a Jew? Okay, you know what? Uh, pay a ticket. Pay a few hundred dollars or something like that. So, okay, big deal. I'm not scared. It won't be scared to murder someone, murder a Yid. So he made the rule that if you're going to murder a Yid, you have to get punished as if you murdered a minister, meaning you have to get killed for that. You can't just get uh, pay a little bit of money for murdering a Yid. That's not one of the rules he made. So now people are scared to murder a Yid. So that night, the king Saul was too excited to sleep. He's king now with... And early in the morning, there came a long group of people. Everyone came to give gifts to the king and a whole bunch of people to honor him. Even he's a king for only a few days, however long, but he's the new king. And that's what you got to do to him. And one of the groups of people that came to honor the king and speak to him were all the Polish princes, all the ministers from the, the palace all came together. And Prince Radzivil was also one of them. The head of all the princes came to speak to him was a, a different minister called Prince Sigismund. So the king, Shaul, spoke to them very kindly. And he told them, you know, be kind to each other, be kind to everyone else. And after speaking to each one of them, he went to, to Prince Sigismund, and Shaul took off his crown, and he put it on this, king, this prince, Sigismund's head. And they're all looking, why did he take off his crown and put it on his head? And, and all of a sudden he said, listen, you yourself, you put him at the front. All of you came to greet me, and you, you said, okay, he'll be the first one, like the most important one. I take it as a sign that you all agree he's the most worthy, he's the, the greatest of all you, and he deserves to be the next king of Poland. So they're all thinking, and I said, yeah, if we put him in front like he's the most important, yeah, he should be. And uh, now we have a king, long live the king. This new king. And they're all happy. Uh, you know, Baruch Hashem, uh, we have a new king now. So later, Prince Radzivil spoke to the Shaul and said, Hey, listen, why did you make him king and not me? Listen, I made you king for a day. Why did you do? Why did you pick him instead of me? I mean, I, I mean, is that how you pay me back for the favor I did for you? And Shaul said, Hey, listen, my friends, what would it look like? What do you think people would say? 
you made me king for one day, and I only made you a king. Everyone would say it was a trick. You wanted to be king, so you made me the king, so I should make you the king. It would look like a trick, and, and everyone would be upset about it. And then what? They're trying to get rid of you? Trying to stop you from being king? It would be a whole fight. So here, him, he could be a good king. And Prince Razil had to admit, okay, you know what? You're right. And he wasn't upset at him and said, okay, fine, we'll stay friends. So Shol was also known by the name Val, which the word Val in one of these countries means chosen because he was king for a day and he himself chose the new king. He was loved by everyone and also by the new king who Shol made. Also gave him a special royal medal. And he was always very helpful in the palace to help out all his fellow Jews. And he helped build a lot of yeshivas and mikvahs and a lot of people learned Torah before he passed away in the year Shin Ayin Zayin, in 5,377. At the age of 77 years old, he left at Tzava, left a will, asking his children to continue doing the mitzvahs and good deeds to everyone else, kind, being humble to everyone else. And this is the amazing story of King Shaul of Poland, who was king for one day.